beautiful people we are back i don't know if this is the right part that it is but does it sound better hello i am back uh, on my regular microphone i am no longer on the iphone little microphone that i did while i was on my way to colorado i am back i am currently in colorado moved back here denver gorgeous. I feel at home already. I feel just like chill and like I don't have that like weird energy in me when I was in Florida. It's just I some people are meant for Florida and I was born there but I don't think that you are meant to be in the place that you were born. Not everybody. I definitely feel more at home here and I have been here for a couple days and I'm ready to get to work on this. Um, I came here because, mainly because I love the mountains, but also because they, Colorado is just going to be the, um, they're, they're going to be on the forefront of the, the psychedelic and, um, they already, they already have a bunch of ketamine clinics and that's what we're going to talk about today. Just about ketamine and just kind of explaining it, putting it more in layman's terms, um, for people who don't have a medical background so they can understand it because I think that's important. And, um, I just want to, but I, I believe that Colorado is going to, they've already decriminalized, um, psilocybin, uh, but once it gets accepted for therapy and uh, LSD, and I know that um, places like John Hopkins and all that are working on MDMA therapy, this is the future. And this is why this is the main thing now that I believe has become my passion is to get into this because being a nurse, if you know, if you're listening to this and you know me, you know that I've been a nurse for about five years now and I've been done traveling for the last two years or a little bit over. I have been traveling over the United States and different hospitals. I did some COVID things or whatever. And I have just really come to understand and come to realize that, you know, Western medicine is, it's a little, I don't know, big pharma. I'm not a big fan of them not a big fan of big pharma and i believe that a lot the majority of sicknesses that happen can be prevented if uh mental health was more sought after to be treated like like prophylactically you know what i mean so and i'm you know if if a person knows that how important it is to take care of their body they would not be eating the stuff that they're eating and they would not be treating it the way they are treating it. And then they probably wouldn't have all these diseases that, you know, the majority of Americans have. So I'm really just fascinated in the, not even the, not only the psychedelic, but ketamine and um, just not even in drugs in general, just mental health. Mental health is so fucking important. It's so important and a person needs to understand how important it is. They need to, I just want to, I believe that that's why I was put here on this earth is to help people wake up and understand that there's so much more to life than just this, you know, going on the hamster wheel where you're just fucking eating shitty and drinking every weekend and not taking care of yourself and not really like looking out and figuring out why we're here on this earth. And it's such like a, it's just an out there concept, but I'll get more into it. But this is where, you know, the past, 
uh, episodes that I've done have been a lot about like my life and stuff and just like me kind of giving advice on not that I'm an expert in anything but giving advice on anything that I've gone through and now I came here to Colorado because I want to get into this realm I want to get into the ketamine clinics and I, I've already put out a bunch of like emails and my, sent my resume and stuff like that. I want to get into the ketamine. I want to get to know more about it. I've done obviously research on all of this stuff just because I enjoy learning about it and I enjoy learning the mechanisms behind it, what goes on in the brain when people take ketamine or dissociatives in general or psychedelic drugs or MDMA and and you know just the effects it has on the brain because it is unbelievable and I believe that we are really like we are in the fast lane because you know Oregon just you know made everything legal and other places have it on the ballot where they are decriminalizing the mushrooms and it's just so important so I'm just going to get into it um I want to talk about ketamine today I did a, a post on my Instagram just kind of like explaining a little bit about ketamine um just in like the comment section or whatever the comment section of the picture kind of explaining what it does and like the um the neurotransmitter that it affects and I want to break it down because people can talk about like the neurotransmitters and stuff like that. But a lot of people in America don't know what a neurotransmitter is. They don't know what serotonin does. They don't know what glutamate does. They don't know what is it glutamate or glutamate, whatever that does. They don't know what dopamine does nor epinephrine. They don't have any idea. They just know that like serotonin is, you know, pretty. that's the most common one. And they just know that it's like a happy chemical in your brain. They don't really know where it comes from, why it's, you know, what neurotransmitters do, what's their purpose, anything like that. So I want to get, you know, not even talking just about ketamine and psilocybin and psilocin and DMT and all this stuff. I want to like, let you guys know like the background behind it. So I believe that I understand things way better when I know the mechanism behind it. I don't want to believe that oxygen is just there and it's like, I can't see it. I want to know how it's there. And then, you know, tell me the fucking chemical breakdown of it. And then let me know how we don't see it and why, you know, just like anything that you, that you can't understand. Like nobody really understands how the brain works because I mean, it's it's the most fascinating organ that we have, and it's just a fucking it's a supercomputer, and we don't we don't even know we know a little minuscule part of it. There's so much more to learn about it, and I think that we are starting to like come into that. So, and there's these these things that are I mean, ketamine isn't you know, but you know, like psilocybin and and LSD and all these things are like they've been created. Psilocybin has been around since the beginning of time, probably, and. You know, I mean, it's there for a reason. It's the smartest. It's just, it's like fungi. I'll get into that another time because we're not talking about fungi today. But <laughs> so ketamine, I want to talk about ketamine. So first off, ketamine, a lot of people know it as like a horse tranquilizer, uh, special K. They call it Kit Kat. I didn't know that they call it Kit Kat. That's just the thing that they call it super acid uh, cat Valium. I didn't know that they gave it to cats, but I mainly knew it as a uh, horse tranquilizer and special K. I know that people would take it. I, I had friends that took it where they would just, they would take it when they were going out and, you know, they just got into like a K hole or they just, you know, the floor looked wobbly, stuff like that. It's kind of, that's that's the party aspect of it and this I just have to say I am not condoning the use of ketamine without like a healthcare provider present to go to a ketamine clinic and have a treatment done 
an IV treatment or a nasal spray, anything like that is way different than just going out on the corner and buying from your local drug dealer a bag of ketamine and dosing yourself. You have to understand the risks that are involved. Ketamine is not psilocybin. It is not LSD. You can overdose on ketamine and you could really, you can, I mean, let me just put it out there so people can understand in the beginning, there are side effects of ketamine. And if you overdose too much on it, like people like to go into K-holes, if you do that too much, you can it can cause ulcers in your bladder because that's how it's excreted through your urine. You can cause a lot of issues where you, you'll be have bloody urine and just like, it's called hematuria. You will have, if you read that anywhere, just look up the side effects. You can have uh, heart issues and just, just understand that there are side effects for everything and you need to be able to understand that and if you're taking ketamine at like a party you have to understand that you could be put out and you could be gone for the next you know hour or two or even more and then you could be taken advantage of so please don't take this as me saying yo let's go fucking party and take ketamine no i'm trying to get you guys to understand that all of these psychedelics and all of these dissociative drugs and all like mdma all of this stuff has a an effect where it could be positive on your mental. It could be positive in your life. I personally have been, it changed my life. I'm not going to say what I've done or anything because, you know, whatever. But I feel like it has completely changed my perspective on life. And I have been through some shitty times and just like everybody else has. And I just believe in this so much and I'm so passionate about it. So just understand that I'm not I'm not condoning fucking going partying and doing this stuff. Please don't do that. Uh, or if you do, you're just a fucking retard. That's a bad word. You're a, you're an idiot. Okay. So just don't do that. I shouldn't have said that word. I'm sorry. <laughs> so ketamine is a medicine. It's basically it was brought. I think it was synthesized in like 1962. They used to use it out on like the war field the warfield is that a word um where they would use it for like the uh the soldiers that you know had like severe trauma and it kind of just like put them in a dissociative state of mind so a dissociative when i say that because i was saying there's differences between psychedelics but a dissociative is just a class of a psychedelic drug um it basically just distorts your sensory perceptions and like it makes you feel kind of like disconnected to the world or detached from like the environment and yourself. So the word disassociative means detached from reality. So you're just, you're not, it's hard to explain for anybody that's never experienced it, but you're just, you're not dying. You don't feel like you're dying. You just, you feel detached from, you know, you don't know, you don't really understand like your name or the surroundings behind you. Like when you're looking at a door, you don't really understand what a door is. Now that could sound pretty scary, but just listen because it's not something that stays forever. Okay. So this drug has been used in clubs all the time. You know, people love to take it when they're going like drinking or, you know, or partying and they inject it. They could take it orally. They snort it, all this stuff. (laughs) You never know what's going to do when you do. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy that people would just do that. But, you know, everybody's done some stupid shit. Um, But they love to go into K-holes, which is basically when you're overdosing on ketamine, you're basically overdosing your body in a sense. And um, you go into a state where you are just out of it. So that's basically what happens when people, they, they use ketamine in surgery still to this day. It's a, it's basically like, 
a little bit safer of an anesthetic. So because it doesn't affect your your breathing or your I don't think it affects your heart rate, but it it just like it's like a safer way of just like disconnecting you from any pain receptors, anything that's around you, like your sensory. Like I said, you could kind of like you could see, but you don't really know what's going on. So people love to get into that like K-hole where they feel a sense of being outside of the body, quote unquote. And that's what the side effects are. It's just reduced awareness of like your environment and you're not able to feel really your pain perception. Um, you have a little bit of sedation or a lot of sedation. And some people say that they do have hallucinations. Um, a lot of the times you could just be looking at lights and stuff and it's just, it's, you know, you know what I mean? So uh, it's widely used as that anesthetic medication. But now, because we are becoming a little bit more advanced and progressive, um, and we're understanding that things can have more than one uh, reason to use them, we're using it for depression. They are using, not we, they are using it to be um, a treatment for what is that called for um, antidepressant medication resistant therapy so medication resisted resistant depression so people that are taking SSRIs that are taking SNRI SN serotonin or nora NSRIs to what are that they're all of those MAOIs all that stuff they're taking all of those and when it's not working and their depression just keeps persisting and they just feel suicidal um, people who have chronic pain all that stuff when they're just like when they're resistant to the treatment this is when they kind of um, enter ketamine uh, hopefully people won't have to go through the whole trial and error of the medication side of it where people have to take like Cymbalta or Zoloft or all of these medications and hopefully they'll be able to like you know just Try ketamine therapy once, you know what I mean? And you're in a safe environment and I, I'll get into that in a second. So that's what it's used for. Depression, suicidal ideations, chronic pain, migraines, OCD, and a lot of um, PTSD people are actually using it now. They're going to ketamine clinics and they are, I'll explain why obviously, but um, they're using it for that, which is pretty awesome. And I believe that this is the fucking future, dude. Um, so this, it's a breakthrough, really, because they haven't been using it for this type of, uh, this type of therapy for a long time. This is kind of like a little bit newer. Um, and really, it's because ketamine has had like that reputation as a party drug. And a lot of people are not thinking like, well, if you're going to use it just like MDMA, like why are we going to use a party drug in a therapeutic sense or setting? But people are doing, you know, more uh they're just being more a little bit more educated on it. they're doing more studies and they're understanding the effects that it has on the brain which is you know that's what we're going to get into and that's with the, all of the psychedelics and i really believe that they're the way that it works on the brain and explaining that to people will help people understand more and respect the drug more that's what i'm trying to get to i want people to respect these plants this plant medicine even cannabis you should be respecting cannabis you should be it's come it's a it's a 
like fucking smart ass plant the fact that it could grow and it has this like this effect on your brain and your body and you're just that we have cannabinoid receptors in our body already like you have to understand that there's a respect when it comes to these medications and these drugs because not medications they're really i think they're they're treatments i don't even want to call them medication um you know and with ketamine or you know anything psilocybin i'm just gonna put it out there like psilocybin has some of the genetic makeup of it and the chemical makeup of it kind of it looks exactly like the serotonin chemical and there's just there's got to be a reason for this you know what i mean so we need to respect this we don't need to just be like yeah let me take a fucking three gram or five gram hero dose of mushrooms and then trip the fuck out no you got to use it for the medicine that it is because else you're just gonna you're just wasting it i mean you may have some like you know, like great experiences on it. But if you're not using it as a medicine, if you're not using ketamine as a medicine, you're you're missing the point. There's a point behind all of this. Yeah, and I, I want people to understand that. There's a point behind all of this that's being created. So psychologists and psychi- or psychiatrists, um, they're really exploring this and there's like pioneering fucking studies at Yale. Yale is doing studies and I know that like John Hopkins is doing all these like huge organizations are really like they're diving deep into this which is so amazing but they revealed that ketamine triggers something in your brain to produce glutamate or glutamate. I don't know what it's called but we're just gonna it's glutamate glutamate and that stimulates connections in the brain. So it's called neural connections, but it just, your brain is a computer. Let's just put it that way. Or it's a, let's say it's a map and you're looking at a huge map of a city. And right now there's only a couple roads that are open. All of the other roads are blocked and there's interconnecting roads that are all blocked off. There's different ways for cars to get through the city but right now we are blocking off a lot of those roads and we need to understand that this these drug or I I hate saying drugs these plants and ketamine is a drug but whatever it's a drug this drug is helping people open up those roads they say that we only use 10% of our brain no we're using all of our brain we're just not all of it is is working we just we we're not opening up the door to the little signals we're not like i don't know if that makes sense i kind of just you know but we need to open up those roads you know what i mean we have to be able to open up the roads so other so your car can get from one area to the next without having to go through different places there's just there's new connections that are being shown and it's been shown with MRI studies with ketamine it's been shown with psilocybin and that's why I believe that this is I mean you can't you can't fake it you can't fake that you're getting new connections and it's helping people think differently which I mean hello why and this is why I'm saying this is why it's been banned because back in the 60s people were using this and they were kind of having a little bit of like mental breakthroughs. They're like, whoa, I don't want to go to war. Like, I don't want to do all this shit. I want to like just live a happy life. And I believe that everybody's just connected. And then they started seeing this. I mean, why? I'm not, it's not a conspiracy theory. I just believe, you know, it's like, I'm not one to, I don't ever talk about conspiracy theories and I don't ever talk about fucking politics. But why would a government want you to think differently? Let's just put it that way need some water okay so 
let's talk about glutamate. So you have neuroreceptors. I don't want to like, I don't want to make this too where people get bored. So you have neurotransmitters in your brain, right? Now I just need to explain what a neurotransmitter is. So really quick, neurotransmitters, basically anything that you are doing in your body, whether it is your breathing, whether it is your heart is beating, anything that you don't even know what's going on or anything that you do, wiggling your finger, shaking your head, running, talking, any anything that you're feeling, whether you're feeling fear, fight or flight, joy, excitement, anything that is going on right now, you have millions of neurotransmitters or signals that are being shot out from the brain in order to make your body do what it's doing. If you take your hand right now and shake it or wiggle it or move your fingers, that is because your brain is telling it to do that, okay? It goes... Basically, it's just, it's signals that are, I don't want to get too much in, but it's basically signals that are going to the muscles and they're going to different other different neurons and they're basically creating, they're communicating so those cells can do the work to move your finger or whatever. You know what I mean? So you have things called neurons and those send messages throughout your body. And that's what, I don't know how to put this in like layman's terms. Everything is like an electrical signal and I really want, maybe I'll just put up like a YouTube video so you guys can really understand it. But the neurons are these little tiny nerve cells that are, they need to be communicated to so they don't touch. Now I really want, maybe I'll just put up a video but so you guys can understand it. But there is like in between each neuron, each nerve cell, they're kind of like close, close neighbors you know what I mean? Like they're two little neurons that are like sitting next to each other or they they live next to each other and then, but they're not touching and the little space in between the little gap, it's called a synapse. And in order for that little neighbor neuron to talk to the other neighbor neuron, which you could be talking and be like, Hey, let's, let's be joyous right now. Or, Hey, let's go move that, that thumb or, Hey, let's, let's be, you know, we see something that's like going on. That's kind of freaking us out. So let's put her into fight or flight mode. Basically, that's what it does. And it, in order to send that signal and communicate, you have to have something called a neurotransmitter. Now, neurotransmitters are released from different parts of the brain and they're also you know they say that serotonin the the largest amount of serotonin is created in your gut so when you're feeling and eating shitty you're going to be feeling shitty because the serotonin is not going to be produced so those neurotransmitters uh there's a million of them well there's a lot there's not a million but there's a lot of them and there is it's like acetylcholine there is uh GABA GABA you can look that up there is um oxytocin your endorphins when you go to the gym those are neurotransmitters those are being released uh epinephrine norepinephrine histamines when you have allergy, that's your histamines that are being released. Adenosine, serotonin, and dopamine are the most, um, probably the most like popular. I would imagine you guys; those are like in songs and shit. Um, ATP, which is like your energy currency, like that's just your energy that you have. Nitric oxide. A lot of people take nitric oxide, like they they drink it or eat it. It's usually in your in your uh, pre workouts a lot of the times because it it. Uh, increases the blood flow so it it dilates your blood vessels carbon monoxide is one 
So all of these are neurotransmitters and they all do different things. So with the uh, the SSRIs like serotonin or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, those are, again, I don't want to get too much into this because I don't want to lose you, but these medications, the antidepressant medications, um, there's a bunch of them, but a lot of them work on serotonin and your dopamine release and a lot of the times what they do is when serotonin is released like when you take mdma your your brain that drug is basically making your brain flood release a lot of serotonin so you're that's where you get this like high and then like oxytocin starts flowing and then you just like you feel good and you know serotonin dopamine all those are your feel-good chemicals so they also do other things but for mdma that's what they make you do they make you feel good and they kind of shut off different parts of the brain so you're just in this euphoric state now when you have that much serotonin that's just chilling. It's kind of like floating around in those synapses in your brain. Uh, your brain's going to suck it back up because it needs it. it. It wants, you know, it's not supposed to leave it out there for too long. Um, and basically, that's where when you, it's hard to put, when you, when your brain is not releasing enough of it. Let's just say some people with depression, they're not being, they don't have enough serotonin that's being released or produced or just mainly released. And when you take these medications, it kind of helps your brain not suck up that serotonin again. So once it's released, it kind of just sits in your brain. Uh, Wellbutrin is a norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. So your norepinephrine, which is like your like your focus and like all that where you're able, I don't know, it kind of like it cuts off your, a lot of people take um, Wellbutrin to get off like cigarettes because you already feel up and you don't need, like you don't feel like you need to eat a lot or you don't need to smoke cigarettes. A lot of people take it to get off Adderall. Um, that's what it does. So basically all of these medications, that's what they were created for, to help with depression and all this stuff, to help those chemicals kind of just like chill in your brain a little bit longer. And hopefully your brain would get used to it more and you would just become a happier person. But unfortunately, a lot of these medications do not, first off, they take a long time to have a buildup in your in your system and for you to finally feel the effect. So a person that is in severe depression, like one third of the time, those medications do not work. And when they do work, it takes months of buildup of you taking that medication every single day for it to finally work. And a lot of people, they don't want to wait that long. Obviously, if you're in a depressive state, do you want to wait months? But still, I understand that people are still going to take it and, you know, it may, but they also have like side effects and stuff. And I don't know. There's just, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I know working in the hospital. I, put I mean I gave out I put out that sounded bad I gave out um antidepressant medications like just a, a whole plethora of them to the majority of my patients like easily 80% of my patients were taking antidepressants that is America right now like that is the world we are in a state of just like being depressed because there's so much stimulation going on and there's so much social media and like when you're comparing yourself and you know and a lot of the times obviously with COVID and like people out of work and and you know people going off to war and stuff there's so much for people to bring them down and when you have so much stimulation and stuff like your dopamine's being like 
it's it's just like being put out to the point where like your brain is just kind of like exhausted and you know people don't want to go on a dopamine uh a dopamine um cleanse or what is it a dopamine detox like people don't want to do this stuff so they just like you know they want to they want to get on medications and hope like hopefully it works for your depression but a lot of the times it does not one third is a lot one third of people that are taking antidepressants and it not working that's a lot you know so with ketamine it works on your glutamate glutamate so that is a neurotransmitter that is obviously different it's an amino acid compared to the the serotonin and your dopamine which are monoamines which is why you take like maois or stuff you know we'll get into that later <laughs> but glutamate is the most plentiful neurotransmitter and it is found everywhere in your nervous system basically it plays a role on like your memory and your learning and um a lot of people, when you have too much glutamate, it can induce like strokes and epileptic seizures and like, you know, it's excitotoxicity where you have too much of it. So with ketamine, with people who have depression, usually their glutamate is not is not happening for them. And just the fact that it works on a different, it's just a different type of therapy because no other medication is really working on your glutamate. And because there's so much of it, it excites more than half of the connections that are made in your brain. So serotonin and dopamine, they could do like different parts, but glutamate is the most abundant. And that's the one that's working on so many different connections within the brain. And with ketamine, it increases your, it makes your body produce more of it. And in response to that, neuroplasticity happens and I believe that it is just neuroplasticity is a whole nother thing and I feel like I should do another episode on that but basically your brain is able to learn and do different things and neuroplasticity is basically your brain is not set to one function and you are able to morph your brain and change your brain and you're able to create new pathways and stuff for you to expand your consciousness on shit you know what I mean like people who are just like in one track mind and they don't really want to like they're they're just using a little part of their brain neuroplasticity is just such a I'll get I maybe I'll make it that's the next episode that I'll make but neuroplasticity is the main thing that happens with ketamine and that is what lies at the heart of the antidepressant effects because your brain is learning new ways to deal with emotions, new ways to look at things. And it's just the fact that it's a dissociative. You are able to remove yourself from your body for a second and your brain is just able to like, like chill for a second and you're just, you're comprehending stuff differently. I don't know how to explain it. I really need to like post a video or something, but that's basically what's going on with ketamine. It's working with a different neurotransmitter. And there are studies that have shown that the glutamate, it's just the effects that it has on it after ketamine. It's just there's different like pathways that are happening in the brain. And your brain is just, you're able to come out of that like, come out of that therapy session and just have a little bit different look on life. So, and this is the main thing. Now, I'm not saying that ketamine is going to cure anybody's depression. It could, and it has for some people. Um, And there are studies about it, but there's not enough studies going on right now. But 
the more that it becomes mainstream, I think we're going to see a lot more positives. But the main thing is, like I said, with the antidepressant medications, it takes a while for those to build up in your system and for it to finally work where your brain is kind of like taking it in and it's actually, you know, helping with the depressive states. Ketamine has just shown that one dose works and it like keeps going for weeks. Sometimes a lot of people... Listen, everybody's brain is different. You cannot have one idea of what ketamine does. Like, I'm not telling you that ketamine is going to cure somebody after one or two therapy sessions. But you got to understand that there is a significant difference between the, the start time on the effects compared to the antidepressant medications. If it's taking months for antidepressant medications to work ketamine has shown that it's taking just a couple like an hour and then it lasts a long time and then sometimes it could diminish and then that's when you go for another ketamine treatment now with the ketamine treatment like i said it is not just because some people who are like there for like pain like chronic pain or ocd well no just chronic pain because that's like a um that's a physical feeling um it can help with that because it's kind of like sometimes it shuts off your pain receptors like i said that's what it does and um sometimes that can help with like chronic pain where you're not feeling that pain anymore but the psych psychological part of it the psychiatric part of it like that's where you have when you're going in there for depression or ptsd or ocd or anxiety you're going in there and you're not just sitting and having a therapy session or you're not just sitting there and having like somebody stick a needle on your arm and then you're this is you know a lot of the people they have psychiatrists that are sitting with you while you're having the therapy and talking to you, talking to you through it, kind of working through your um, the issues that you're having, the underlying issues. Because we have to understand that depression is not something that is just like, it's not like uh, you can't just like pick it up from somebody else. It's not like, you know, like crabs like you can't just like pick it up and then you like you just get a treatment and then it's done it is underlying issues that are happening from like a long span of shit that's going on traumas and when I say traumas I don't mean physical traumas only I'm talking like people can have emotional traumas you know physical traumas as well but a lot of emotional trauma that's happening was since you were a kid people need to understand that there's so much that goes into mental health and depression you everybody has stuff to work on everybody nobody is a happy, just like a perfectly happy human. Everybody has, whether it's a large amount or a small amount, no matter what you see, any person that you see on Instagram that looks perfect and the perfect life, that person needs to work on stuff too. Everybody has to. Everybody has stuff to work on. This isn't a perfect world. There's just, unless you're like, like you're living in a, just like a a place with like 10 people and everybody's super happy and like you, you've grown up and those are the only people that you knew. Maybe, I don't know, but I know that like this day and age, there's a lot of issues that need to be dealt with and you, that is what it is. Like, that's why I'm saying, don't just go out to your nearest drug dealer and go buy ketamine because you're not getting it. You're not understanding the whole, yes, it's still, it could still like open up some like synapses in your brain and it could open up some like some of those pathways, but you got to have the therapy behind it. Therapy without drugs is amazing. 
without psilocybin is amazing. Without MDMA is amazing. Therapy helps. That's what a therapist does. They open up the different parts in your brain. They make you think different. That's why therapy, everybody should be in therapy. Every politician, every fucking lawyer, every doctor, everybody should be in therapy. So they there's a there's a sense of empathy that comes from it. Everybody should learn how to become empathetic. Everybody should learn that everybody has issues. And you wouldn't, if you became that type of thinking, you wouldn't judge people for the way that they think because you know that there's reasons why they think that way. You look at a depressed person and you're like, well, they just need to fucking suck it up. Like a lot of our parents are, you know, my, some, my, my dad's the same way where he doesn't believe that you should go to therapy. I'm like, dude, no, like I, I am going to therapy because it's just like, it's helped me tremendously. He's like, you could just talk to me and you don't need to pay me however much an hour. Like it's completely different. Okay, you need an unbiased person talking to you and then you add ketamine to the mix and it just helps that neuroplasticity occur even more at greater amounts. Okay, that is what ketamine does. And like I said, it's not mainly a one some some people it's a one time thing and they feel the effects way later and I'll get into psilocybin where sometimes people could have just a huge thing on psilocybin and then they feel the effects for months and years afterwards some people need to have because they just need more work to do they they need their brain to be opened up a little bit more they need more pathways to be open more roads to like no longer be shut off so they could get those cars moving in different areas our brain is an amazing complicated beautiful just like unbelievable thing that we know literally nothing about we know a little bit but we're we we have just scratched the surface on what this thing does nobody understands why we have feelings like this and nobody understands why our consciousness can be expanded but that like isn't that an exciting thing to like think about why wouldn't you want to understand that sometimes it could be a little bit too much to people and sometimes people don't like change so they don't want to think that like taking something can make them like think differently like, oh my God, I ha- I don't want to have different views on anything. I like my views. I like my, that's your fucking ego talking, bro. That's because you just want to like stay in your little bubble where you're warm. And, but you know what? There's a ceiling to that and you're going to hit that ceiling and that's it. So that is ketamine. <laughs> I could go off on that shit all day. So that is ketamine. Um, I'm going to post this and then I'm going to start talking about the stuff that I really want to talk about. Uh, ketamine, obviously, I think is awesome, but... I just believe in the other stuff a lot too. I believe in it all because it's hard not to believe in it because it, the the facts are right there and um, experience helps you believe, you know what I mean? So uh, I hope you guys kind of have a little bit more of an understanding on what ketamine does and obviously I, I want to like, I want you guys just to look up videos. Just look, take fucking five minutes, look up a video on YouTube and then me just planting this seed in your head, whether you have depression or not, or whether you want to take ketamine or not, you can, you know, if somebody comes to you and they have depression, you could kind of just like plant the seed in their head. Let's plant seeds in people's heads, like good seeds that are like blooming with like beauty and happiness and being able to, you know, just make this world a better place and like empathy. Let's plant seeds of fucking empatheticness. That's not even a word. Empatheticness? Empathy. Empathis? No. Empatheticness? I don't know. Empathy though. Instead of planting seeds of fucking fear and like 
fucking dealing with politics and shit and dealing with all this stuff that literally we it like we're, we're not going to care about this when we're on our deathbed you know what i mean you're going to care if you lived a happy life am i right are you going to care about who you voted for i mean i understand it's an important thing but are you really going to care about you know what this person said at work when you're sitting on your fucking deathbed about to die or are you going to think about like how you lived your life and whether you were fully happy and fulfilled and you lived with purpose you know what I mean it's a fucking it's just it's so important guys so important okay I love you guys um I'm gonna go ahead and record some more stuff I hope you have a beautiful day keep an open mind be nice be nice to yourself as well most importantly be nice to yourself and you know spread love not in not in like that way just or that way whatever spread love I love you guys have a great day